Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? This is Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden in New York City. I'm feeling upbeat. You know why? Because people have made a few false statements along the way, or we can call them misstatements, if you will, saying that one of the reddest states, Arizona, right? So Arizona has long been a bastion of conservatism in America as long as I've been around. The fact that this is incredibly close doesn't sway me. What sways me is how all of a sudden it happened out of left field. It's like, oh, Trump's doing good. Trump's doing good. Nope. Up. Oh, here we go. <laughs> We've seen this before in Georgia. We saw it in Florida where you have these massive pushes to bring in ballots that were not, I'm not going to say regularly, but traditionally cast, whether it's a provisional ballot, a military ballot, or this ballot, absentee ballot. So this year is the first time we have this controversy. I like to look at the argument from a nonpartisan perspective. Now, when I say that, I mean, I am a partisan. That's fine. I am one. But I can still look at things in a nonpartisan way. I can walk and chew gum. If you look at these things, the retort that you get from the media, from the left, from Biden, it's always the same answer, by the way, is this. Well, there's no evidence of widespread voter fraud. Is anybody saying that there is widespread voter fraud? I'm not saying that. There's 50 states. And I'm saying that in a really red state like Arizona, there looks like to be some irregularities. And they're talking about things like Sharpies and things like that. And we're going to get to that in a moment. Then you have the situation of Pennsylvania. Different set of circumstances. Those of you who listened to the uh, Mark Levin show last night, he made an eloquent case for what exactly is happening there. They're not alleging widespread voter fraud. They're alleging that the Secretary of State violated what she agreed to do with the state Supreme Court. She said, we're not going to count any ballots received after 8 p.m. on Election Day. And she's on the record and agreed to do that with the court. She then went and changed the statute so that they could accept these ballots later. That's what is being fought in court. And it's it's a very important thing because these instances of voter fraud can become widespread if you make these irregular types of voting regular. If you make mail-in voting regular, then you can see more instances of mishaps. This is why we should not practice this with a presidential election. Big difference between asking for a ballot because you can't make it and having to qualify for it, and you've heard all this before, and actually just receiving one out of the blue without asking for it. Because we've seen as as recent as last year, 
we saw in Michigan, and we had Brandon Bryce on the on the show yesterday. In Michigan, you saw that they had dead people. They had many people that should not be voting on their voter rolls. And a lawsuit was brought, and they didn't want to do it, and they had to comply with the feds, and it was a back and forth. And the point is, this is something that's been pointed out, and it was covered by Fox 2 Detroit. And uh, I put up a screen grab of that on my social media, on Twitter in particular. I think I put it on all of them. And the, the responses that I've been getting, so, so vicious. People just, you know, oh, you're in denial. Biden hasn't won. I mean, last I checked, Biden hasn't won, and he's got an artificially inflated lead. And that's not me saying that. That's just the facts. I'm looking at a text from my colleague here, Lydia Reports. She just gave me this little note real real quick. Let me read it to you of what's going down today. I can't even read this small. I feel old now. Excuse me. Security. Anyway, here we go. 10.30 a.m., Georgia. Update from the Secretary of State. 11.30 a.m., Nevada. Update from the Trump campaign. 12 noon, Nevada, new vote count to be released. What do you think that's all about? I think, and again, I could be wrong. I also said Trump would win with 330 electoral votes. Now, I have not been proven wrong yet because nobody's won. But I think it's kind of safe to say that he probably won't get 330 electoral votes because I got that one wrong. And that's okay. You know, I still think he might eke this one out. I didn't think it was going to be as close as it is. I got to tell you, I really didn't. I misread that, and hopefully after they go through all of these lawsuits and these challenges, it'll be a more accurate depiction. But then we have Arizona. New vote count to be released, 9 p.m. tonight. In my lifetime, other than in 2000, I've never heard this new vote count verbiage. (laughs) It was, you vote, you count, you're done. If you had absentee ballots, they had to be postmarked by a certain date, and they'd be counted towards whatever, and and it was always kept to a small number. Why? There was no infrastructure to handle massive absentee ballots. Some states that are all vote by mail, all happen to be Democrat. It's it's just one of those things. There might be one Republican state in there. But my point is, it's not something that you want to just say, oh, you know what, because of COVID-19, you can go buy milk and you could do X, Y, and Z, but you can't go and vote. That's, to me, the biggest part of this that's so faulty. It's just wrong. But anyway, this is something that's long been argued. And when I mean long been argued, I mean last month, the month before. We've been hearing this for quite a while. Even Attorney General Bill Barr, who people keep saying, where's Bill Barr? Where's Where do you expect him to be? Walking up and down polling locations? What Attorney General does that? I remember a time when there was, we'll use their terms, in media's terms, racial unrest, right? There was racially motivated riots or whatever in Ferguson, Missouri, because of Michael Brown. And when that happened, and Attorney General Eric Holder showed up in Missouri, all of my friends on the right, we were saying, uh, what, what is wrong with this guy? Why is he going there adding fuel to this fire? So why on earth, if we had that position, would we take the position now and say, where's Attorney General Barr? He should be in Philadelphia. I, I don't think that's his place. I think he should be in Washington, D.C., doing what he's doing. If there's a need for him to be there, he should go there. But I don't think there's a need for that. He has people. They have things. The state is in charge of the election, not the feds. That's the whole thing we preach as conservatives, federalism. We don't want the federal government coming on top of everybody. Yes, we acknowledge and live by the Constitution, and that's cool, and that's what we're trying to do. So that's what's happening in Pennsylvania. But overall, I want you to hear what Attorney General Barr had to say. Listen to this. 
So let them send it in, these, the, the, vote, the uh, email, the, the, the voting by mail. So just to set that up, my bad. Wolf Blitzer, CNN, back in September, September 1st, with Attorney General Barr talking about mail-in ballots. Check it out. So let them send it in, these, the, the, vote, the uh, email, the, 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 the voting by mail. And let them go vote the ballot. Let them send in the ballot and then let them go vote. And if the system is as good as they say it is, then obviously they won't be able to vote. Uh, it sounds like he's cur- encouraging people to break the law and try to vote twice. Well, I, I don't know exactly what he was saying, but it seems to me what he's saying is he's trying to make the point that uh, the ability to monitor this system is, is, is not good. And, and if it was so good, if you tried to vote a second time, you would be caught if you voted in person. That, that would be illegal least. if they did that. If somebody mailed in a ballot and then actually showed up uh, to vote in person, uh, that would be illegal. I don't know what the law in the particular state says. You can't vote twice. Well, I don't know what the law in the particular state says and when that vote becomes is final. any state that says you can vote twice? Well, there's some, you know, maybe that you can change your vote up to a particular time. I don't know what the law That's is, so I'm not going to offer. Good luck to Wolf Blitzer trying to catch any attorney general on uh, trying to school him on the law. I mean, to me, it's just presumptuous for Wolf Blitzer because he thinks that he's got this all in the bag. We've already known that mail-in ballots are fraught with fraud. And we've seen that. It, it is the most problematic way to vote. You want a less problematic way? You do it in person. That's been proven historically. And I think he's going to make that point. Next, I want to talk about what's happening in Philadelphia, what's happening in Arizona. I believe Arizona is going to be coming back into the Trump column because that's how it's supposed to be, at least in my estimation. I believe that it's accurate that Republicans should win. I mean, even moderate Republicans like John McCain won. You could argue against that and say, well, that's why, because they like moderate Republicans like Jeff Flake and John McCain. They like that more liberal sense, Cindy McCain, Megan McCain. All right. Maybe you're right. Sid Rosenberg told me, he's going to win Arizona, Rich. He's going to win Arizona. And I said, no, I don't think he's going to win Arizona. But lo and behold, so far, it looks like Biden has won Arizona. But I do believe that's going to get reversed. I think we may see that in Wisconsin. We may even see that in Michigan. I don't know. Let's see what happens, because there's been a lot of fraud allegations. But with that being said, let's check out the second piece of what Attorney General Barr had to say. But there are individuals, uh, cases, but as far as widespread fraud, we haven't seen that since. Uh, well, we, have, we haven't we have had the kind of widespread use of mail-in ballots that's being proposed. We've had absentee ballots from people who request them from a specific address. Now what we're talking about is mailing them to everyone on the voter list when everyone knows those voter lists are inaccurate. People who should get them don't get them, which is what has been one of the major complaints in states that have tried this in, in municipal elections. And... Uh, People who get them are not the right people. They're people who have replaced the the previous occupant, and they can make them out. And sometimes multiple ballots come to the same address with a whole several generations of occupants. Do you think that's a way to run a vote? Well, uh, the only thing I'm saying is that so far we haven't seen widespread fraud. But so far we haven't tried it. Well, the point is that a lot of us. uh, there are several states that only have mail-in voting, including a Republican. Well, this is playing with fire. This is playing with fire. We're a very closely divided country here. And if people have to have confidence in the results of the election and the legitimacy of the government and people trying to change the rules to this to this methodology, which, as a matter of logic, is very open to fraud and coercion, is reckless and dangerous. And the people are playing with fire. Boom. People are playing with fire. Reckless, dangerous. 
fraught with fraud. So that was Attorney General Barr two months ago before we had this election. And he's just so you know, he's basing his arguments on a 2009 bipartisan commission on politics on, excuse me, on uh, elections. It's not a political document. It was designed. I mean, Jimmy Carter was on this commission. He's a huge um, Democrat. The point here is that people agreed by and large, this is not the best way to do things. Yet so many states opted to do this. And from day one, Trump said, they're trying to steal the election, folks. He said that. And it looks like what he said is coming to fruition. And now he's having to fight tooth and nail with lawsuits. And the campaign has now expanded their lawsuits to several places. And I think at 1130, there's a presser uh, that's coming in. So if we can get it, we will carry parts, parts of it live. But Trump campaign expands its lawsuits in a strategy that's rooted in the Constitution's voting law authority. I'm looking at an article in Just the News. That's at John Solomon's site, and it's very good stuff by Kerry Sheffield here. And it's just pointing out that in Georgia and Pennsylvania and a couple other states, I believe they just added um, Michigan and Nevada to this, to to fight for what's right. So that's what we're seeing. And at yesterday's press conference, Mayor Giuliani jumped out of uh, his office, ran straight down to Philly to defend the president, and kudos to him for doing that. And they asked me to fill in for him, and then he was still able to come back and do it at night. So, I mean, he's really on his game, the mayor. He's doing what he has to do. He's been joined by other great legal minds, former Attorney General of Florida, Pam Bondi, and others. But I want you to hear what Mayor Giuliani had to say last night in Philadelphia. The gentleman here who was who, who did this for us says about 100,000 ballots went through that process in the 20-plus hours in which they wasted his time by not allowing him to see a single ballot. Well, that's 120,000 ballots that should be should just be taken out of the count. So you want to look at that number, that 120,000 should come out. And this is an area in which Biden is getting 60, 70% of the vote. I don't know if, I, I don't know if this is going on any other place, but it is going on in enough with enough frequency in Wisconsin that we've brought suit, and now we'll have to look into three other places. What it says to me is this is a concerted effort of the crooks to run the Democrat Party. And you know these big city machines are crooked. You know that. I know that, for sure. <laughs> we've seen that forever. There's plenty of evidence of that, historical context to support it. Yet people think, just like when I put out this tweet from this uh, 2019 lawsuit, and again, 2019 was just, uh, you know, a year ago, right? Literally the year before the 2020 election, um, setting the stage, and people were trying to get the voter rolls clean then, and they many of them said, we will not do it until after the 2020 election. So they agreed to do it, but they agreed to do it after the fact. Hmm, I wonder why. But I put a screen grab from uh, Fox 2 Detroit, and man, the the hate that I'm getting, if you want to check it out, it's at Rich Valdez on Twitter, at Rich Valdez. Lots of pro, lots of against. It's a pretty good conversation in and of itself. However, it wasn't just Mayor Giuliani that was there. Um, Pam Bondi, like I said, AG from Florida was there, and she had this to say. We are thrilled to have won Pennsylvania with 87% of the vote in, and we're up almost 400,000 votes. So we're thrilled, and you ask, well, why do we care about the, the rest of the votes? Because it is about the integrity of this election. And every vote, as Mayor Giuliani said, in every state must be counted fairly. What we have seen, and we have a video of it that we will release to you, um, they put up, it looks like a police barricade 
all the way around the perimeter, and they are keeping our poll watchers back approximately 30 feet, um, at least 30 feet. You can judge for yourselves. They would not let them look any further. There is a gentleman there by the name of Seth Bluestein, who is an assistant to a city commissioner, and he is wearing a badge the size of a baseball. And as far as I know, he's not a sworn law enforcement officer. So it looks like intimidation to me um, with a police barricade and, and a man wearing a huge badge around his neck. I think in a time where there's this deadly disease that claimed was going to kill 2 million people, but we're at 231,000 people that have perished from coronavirus, a far cry from the 2 million that they were clamoring about. And all they say to protect you from that is stand six feet away. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Yet in an election, you got to stand 30 feet away to watch a poll where you're supposed to be making sure that the little dot is filled in a certain way. I don't care if you're a sniper from the best branch of the military. It's going to be very difficult for you to see these little dots from 30 feet away. So I think Attorney General Bondi is right in Pennsylvania. They're really screwing the pooch. That's really what's going on here. They're playing a lot of games and it's not right. Same thing they're doing, speaking of those little bubbles, Sharpies, right? We have these issues with Sharpies that are happening in Arizona. In Arizona, there are people now saying that if you don't use the Sharpie, it reads your vote correctly. If you do use the Sharpie, you're all screwed up. Listen to this. Explain one more time. So the people that were in front of me, there were two people in front of me that used the Sharpie. Yes. That was given to them by the poll workers. Yes. It did not read their ballot. Okay. And they slotted in there twice. I used the pen. Yep. Took their Sharpie and threw it away. And it read your and ballot. And it read my ballot. And it read your ballot. And it read my So ballot. what they're doing is they're telling people to use the Sharpies. That way, yes. those votes aren't counted. Yes. That's exactly what's happening. Yes. So there was other people that were in there voting with their with their pens, and they literally went around and they were yanking pens out of their hands. Yes. They tried to do that to me, and I took their Sharpie and I hid it because then they said, look for all the Sharpies that are not being used and take the Sharpies back. They had a bowl of pens behind them that they were not giving to people and only giving Sharpies out. There we go. So the ones with the Sharpies are not being read at all? No. No. None of those none of those ballots are being read? Of course not. So that's again, and so they're doing it because they're trying to skew all of the votes in yeah, there. And they that's exactly they what's going on. So there you go. And that's just one instance. Of course, I'm not saying that's widespread. I'm not. Disclaimer for all the haters out there not claiming widespread anything. I'm claiming that this chick said what she just said. And it's worthy of looking at because we're seeing so many irregularities. And it wouldn't be worthy of looking at, honestly, if we always did elections this way. If we always voted the same way, we'd be like, listen, we've been doing this for 30 years. The freaking pen is fine. But no, that's not the case. We haven't been doing this for 30 years. We have a whole new way of doing it. The way I voted, I had to fill in this little circle, too, in New Jersey. Guess what? I've never had to fill in a circle for anything in New Jersey. It's always been a push button, and it used to be this big lever that you'd move from one side to the other, and you would you hear it crank in this big machine, and you voted. Then they changed the voting machines, and it became more digital. And you hit the little X, it lights up in lime neon green, and then when you're done, you hit a little button, it goes, and that your vote is counted. 
and then you can open the curtain and you can leave. I'm 42 years old. That's the only two ways I've ever voted. Now we have Sharpies. Now we have little bubbles. Does it sound like we're going backward in time? I think it is. But keep it locked right there. You're listening to This Is America. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. In times like these, it's so important that we focus on the facts. I always tell you to focus on the facts. I think you hear that everywhere you go, and that's because facts are irrefutable. It's the bottom line. It's the real deal. And in times like this of uncertainty, we need to rely on the facts. I get my facts from JustFacts.com. That's F-A-C-T-S, JustFacts.com. Go to JustFacts.com and sign up for their newsletter. JustFacts.com forward slash rich. Just put my name in there and you'll get it for free. JustFacts.com slash rich. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. This is Rich Valdez. We are still here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden in New York City. The Commonwealth judge in the state of Philadelphia, Christine Fizzano Cannon, ordered that we are allowed to have meaningful access to observation. So that is a huge win with the Philadelphia case that we just heard about. And that's a text message that I'm getting right now from my buddy Rich Zioli, who is a host down in Philly. And big shout out to Rich Zioli. We don't typically talk about other radio hosts when you're hosting your own show. But Rich Zioli is a friend. He actually was my boss when he was the uh, state director, like the chief of staff to Congressman Scott Garrett. And I worked there as an aide. So that was more than 15 years ago in New Jersey's 5th Congressional District. And Rich Zioli was great in politics. He's great in the radio. And he's a great American. Let's move on. So I'm going to check in. Do we have anything yet on that press conference? We're awaiting, hopefully, to dip into a press conference that's happening live. There's also a press conference happening live with Mayor Bill de Blasio right now talking about the infection rates in New York City. But it's ongoing. So we'll bring you an update on that. And if we aren't able to get you that update in time. Curtis Sliwa and the great Juliet Huddy will definitely do that at noon when they come on it from noon to three. And, of course, following me immediately after this program is Bill O'Reilly with the Bill O'Reilly update. But I want to talk about what's happening, again, with all of these states, but with Nevada, with all of these states. Trump is not fighting to reverse the election. He's not stealing the election. I'd say quite the contrary. Democrats are using underhanded tricks to inflate the lead so that they can win. It's a fact that dead people have voted for Democrats. It's not a fact that dead people are voting for Republicans. It's also not a fact that Republicans widely get criticized and blamed for cheating in elections. That's just not a thing. And it's not because I happen to be a Republican. No, it's because right now, if you just look at the criticism, oh, sore loser, it's over. Biden's going to win. They're riding this in an artificially inflated lead. States that were called early and premature, like Arizona. Uh, you know, again, if Biden wins, he wins. But Trump said it well the other night. And he said, look, they shouldn't have called it with just 22 percent of the vote being counted when they called it on Tuesday night. Made no sense. It makes sense. I can explain that to you. And I think I might have, but I'll do it again. You call it early so that it looks like Trump is the one that's cheating. It's pretty simple. All you want to do is create a shadow of a doubt to delegitimize the president and the president's campaign. This is a state that he won in the past. It's long been 
a Republican state that's long had Republican senators representing them in Congress. So now all of a sudden we're going to wake up and find a bunch of ballots. It's just, again, doesn't mean it's fraud, but it means, man, we should probably take a closer look at this. So it makes sense to me when the president says we're going to take this to court. Listen to this. North Carolina, big victory with North Carolina. And so we won there. We lead by 76,000 votes with almost nothing left. And all of a sudden, everything just stopped. This is a fraud on the American public. This is an embarrassment to our country. We were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election. So our goal now is to ensure the integrity for the good of this nation. This is a very big moment. This is a major fraud in our nation. We want the law to be used in a proper manner. So we'll be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. We want all voting to stop. We don't want them to find any ballots at 4 o'clock in the morning and add them to the list. Okay? It's, it's a very sad, it's a very sad moment. To me, this is a very sad moment. And we will win this. And we, as far as I'm concerned, we already have won it. So I just want to thank you. Now, I want to clarify, because a lot of people take this. Oh, how could he say this? Listen, how he could say it is real simple. The president ran for office one time, one time, and he won. And he knew by two o'clock that morning. So looking at those circumstances, you have to say this this speech that he did was at two o'clock in the morning of this election. Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. So yesterday morning, 2 a.m. When you have a situation like that, I don't think it's inappropriate. He's speaking for himself. He is a candidate saying, I believe we won this election. Why? Because I'm looking at 86% of ballots counted with me ahead by 600,000 votes. And it looks like a win to me. I, I agree. We should count all votes that are legitimate and legal. And I said that on my on my social media and I got trashed for it as if that was something wrong to say. The president is spot on. We shouldn't be counting votes that are received after the fact, and we shouldn't be changing the rules just to accept them either. We shouldn't be creating election week, election month. What are you going to make it a rolling thing? You can vote every day of the year. Oh, it's election year. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to go vote next month. It doesn't work that way. And it's, it's, it's asinine to think that it just should. Everything just should be. I don't understand why people have such angst and disdain for tradition. But I don't see anything of value in saying, oh, you know, we should probably just stop doing that. Now, listen, if there's something destructive, if there is a better way, okay, let's look at it. But you don't do it in the middle of something that's highly contested, highly important, the the highest political office of the land. It's not the right time to test these things out, if that's the argument. And in my opinion, it's not testing. It's not. This is they knew that this that they could do what they wanted to do. People that cheat in elections are good at cheating in elections. They know exactly what they're doing. Now, I didn't mention this to our board operator, Mr. Jizzle, but I'm going to ask him to find some audio from Project Veritas. They had a breaking video from last night, and I just want to play a little bit of that, so he'll cue that up, and we'll get to that. But I want there has been voter fraud that's been caught in Michigan. It's documented. It's about documented last year. It's documented for a long time. 
These people have been looking for it. And the press conference is underway. I don't know who's speaking, but as I find that we have some of the individuals that have been involved with the uh, polling, and we're going to dip into that real quick to listen to what they have to say. ...up to vote, and she was told someone had already cast her ballot, and she was denied the opportunity to vote. We are filing in federal district court here in Las Vegas. We're asking for emergency relief, a TRO, and injunctive relief. We're asking the judge to, due to all of these irregularities, to stop the counting of improper votes. Thank you. The courts of Nevada. Can you wait? So we're listening to a press conference that's going on in Nevada right now from the Trump campaign and of individuals that were involved. Ballots are not automatically legal votes until they're checked. We are not being allowed to check. The Harry Reid machine recklessly threw ballots into the mail, and now we cannot check whether or not there are non-residents, which we have evidence, publicly available evidence, that you all in the media should be also looking at. It's publicly available information that non-residents have voted. There is a 30-day residency We're requirement. Poll workers give their in the state uh, of assessment of what's going on. Poll workers in Nevada been in the state for 30 days. It is illegal to vote. Reporters have a responsibility. The fact is, we are filing this federal lawsuit to protect legal voters. It is unacceptable in this country to have illegal votes counted. And that is what's happening in the state of Nevada. We've asked Clark County for answers. They have no answers. They continue to count illegal votes. That is unacceptable. And it's giving legal people a sense that the system is corrupt. We have to have a system where legal votes are cast. I think that's excellent point. We have to have a system where legal votes are cast. And again, that press conference is ongoing. We'll keep that monitored, as will the other hosts here at uh, Talk Radio 77 WABC. And of course, you're listening to our sister station all the way out on eastern Long Island, the Hamptons, Hampton Bays, Riverhead. Talk Radio 1071, talkradios1071.com. Now, what I mentioned before about Project Veritas, uh, and again, full disclosure, I was the national field director for Project Veritas. I was a senior producer there where I was the project manager in charge of multiple projects, undercover video work that was happening across the country for James O'Keefe, who's the founder. And I put that out there because I don't want somebody to say, oh, but you used to work there. I'm telling you, I used to work there. Now, Project Veritas released an interview with a USPS Postal Service worker. That's a United States Postal Service worker who says he came forward as a whistleblower to allege mail fraud in Traverse City, Michigan, including ballots. Project Veritas said that the Michigan law establishes that the vote casting deadline was November 3rd at night. It is completely illegal for a USPS supervisor to instruct today's mail-in votes to be counted. That's November 4th. That's way past the deadline. 
So this gentleman calls on other USPS employees to come forward if they see anything shady to report. And we have that audio and we have a little bit of it because we got to go because O'Reilly's coming in. But listen to this. You work. I work in the Traverse City Post Office, more specifically the Barlow Branch. Your boss told you and your colleagues something that shocked you this morning. What was it? We were issued a directive this morning to collect any ballots we find in mailboxes, collection boxes, just outgoing mail in general. Separate them at the end of the day so that they could uh, hand stamp them with the previous day's date. So there you go. They're instructed to separate these ballots at the end of the day so they could hand them in as ballots that were made under the deadline, backdating them. This is serious business. And like I always tell you, my favorite quote from Hamilton, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And like Sir Edmund Burke always said, the only thing that's necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you, me and everybody else listening to sit there and do nothing. So do something, read something, know something, take action, because this is your country. I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. And now, shop what you love and save $2 on each participating item when you buy three or more with your card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 